crochet base. We're gonna crochet while we talk about crochet, while we talk about crochet. You can crochet too. Yeah. Welcome back to the Crochet Base Podcast. I'm Jess. I'm Meg. And we are the, the Crochet Base. Bays. Oh, you paused. Dang no, it. you paused. I was trying to slow down to compensate for you. <laughs> There's no hope of us ever getting this. Someday. We're going to have to pre-record it and then put it to get like all sync it up that's the only way we're gonna get this i feel like um we do it for the crochet bees they deserve synced sync sync synchronization that's the word synchronization synchronized swimming they deserve synchronized swimming everyone in lake michigan swimming. let's Ooh. do it okay awesome i love that well that took a weird turn everybody welcome to the <laughs> podcast we're so glad to have you back and I just want to know, Megs, I'm really interested to the answer to this question. <laughs> I want to know what's new with you and also what you're working on. But mostly I want to know what's what's new, what's happening, Megs. Do you have a little story time for us? <laughs> I'm already laughing. <laughs> First of all, let me preface this with if you were on TikTok Live today when Megs and I were live together, you already know the story. You were there when it happened. But if you weren't, boy, do we have a story for you. Or does Megs have a story for you, rather? So we were live on TikTok together today. And, um, you know, we were just doing our thing, minding our own business, having a good time, interacting with, with our friends. And um, my door, like, someone, like, banged on my door. And I was, I, I like, froze. I freaked out. I mean, just just like stopped and noticed for sure that I was like just standing there or sitting there frozen staring. And then I like looked at them. I was probably like pale at that point because I was so freaked out. <laughs> and I was like, I think someone's trying to get in my house. <laughs> and everybody in the live is like, is your doors locked? Like we're all panicking. It's like high anxiety all around. I'm freaking out. Jess is like, what's going on? Every, you know, they're like, lock all your doors. My front door was locked. So we're like, good. And I was like, if they were trying to get into my house, they saw me because there's a big window next to my door and you can see me from where I was sitting. Okay. So I'm like, I'm just going to go look. I'm just going to go look and see. So I go over there and what do I find? A UPS package. <laughs> Like, literally the most normal everyday occurrence. Somebody I dropping off a know. package. I did, I did she not She jumps know. straight to home invasion. <laughs> Burgled by UPS. <laughs> oh my gosh. Listen, I had no idea that my husband ordered something. I didn't know it was being delivered today. I got the notification after this whole episode. Literally right after. I was like, Ding. <sighs> I guess it makes more sense, like, with you being in the country, like, nobody's at your door unless they really have a reason. Like, for me, mm-hmm. people are at my door, like, 17 times a day. Like, soliciting yeah. stuff, dropping off newspapers, Amazon, mail delivery. Like, there's so many times where somebody's at my front door for one reason or another. So, it's just so funny it's such a me. different dynamic. No, like, if someone is knocking on my door and they didn't let me know they were coming over ahead of time... That's weird. 
That's yeah. like, who's at my door and why are you at my door? Like, that's yeah. freaky. So when I heard the bang, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. This I'm is literally, it. This is it. This is how I go. I'm literally going to die on TikTok Live. <laughs> There's going to be 47 people witness my death right now. We will capture the bad guy <laughs> immediately because we all saw them. But really, the bad guy was no one because it was just a package delivery. This is Jerry from UPS? Just Jerry from UPS. Thanks, Jerry. (laughs) I felt so stupid. Like, as soon as I saw the package, I just straight up was like, oh my gosh. I not only freaked myself out, but freaked out everybody in that live for literally a, like, tool belt accessory. Thanks, Davey. We'll blame Davey. Oh, man. So during that time, what were you working on? 800 different things. None of them got finished. (laughs) I had a very unproductive day. I take that back. I made one octo. um, And and that was that was okay. We finished that. But Mm -hmm. everything else, I just miserably could not finish. It was just one of those days where I was really struggling, which is such a bummer because yesterday I was so productive. I finished a seahorse. I finished a spooky, grumpy sunflower. I finished three octos. And then today I'm like, oh, I'm going to bust out more. And I just couldn't finish anything. I don't know what it was. I I think I just need a break for the day. Yeah. Everybody has those days. I'm going to not sing the Hannah Montana song. Don't worry. As much as I want to. Please do it. (laughs) maybe maybe next episode rude um gotta keep the people coming back for more you know fair enough (laughs) how uh just were you burgled by ups today tell us not lately no yeah that hasn't happened in a while um (laughs) (laughs) it's that fedex you gotta watch out for (laughs) um no, none of that <laughs> has happened. Um, lately, I've been working on... Let's see. What did I say last episode? Did I mention the blanket already? I think so. Did I? Okay. Well, if I hadn't mentioned it, I am I am working on a blanket for my best friend as a wedding gift that has a lot of really pretty um, textured stitching. That's um, super pretty. Yeah. I also finished a big pumpkin, some crochet <clears throat> pumpkins. I'm trying to make some of those to send over to the boutique where I sell my items. Um, because I really feel like those will do well over there. And they have like the cinnamon sticks for stems. So they smell good too. They're just a whole vibe. So I, I worked on um, some pumpkins and, oh, and I made a donut. Wait, was that what I said last episode? I don't remember, but I also made a donut, a little uh, cat toy crochet donut for my little Duncan donut, who is our new kitten. And she's named Duncan after dunkin donuts because we found her in the middle of the road right outside of dunkin so those are kind of the three things that i that came to mind that i've either finished or been working on recently pumpkins donuts and a blanket (laughs) that's awesome you're busy you're like doing way better than me i'm so unproductive i listen today was today was a day it was literally like i i let myself have a slower morning because i knew it was going to be a really full day Mm -hmm. between all the stuff i wanted to get done and then recording tonight and um i'm glad that i did i'm glad that i let myself have a slower morning because once i got started i still have not stopped (laughs) so but that's kind of how it is like once we get into christmas season with you know hot cocoa bombs it's it it do be like that 
and it, it I enjoy like it. That. Like it, it's it's a long day, but it's very fulfilling for me. So mm-hmm. so I'm I'm okay. I'm good. Plus, I get to hang out on TikTok Live with all of my friends, be they uh, chocolate treat friends or crochet friends, and both. And I I love it. It's it's fun. It's a blast. And we have been um, going live together a little bit. So that's mm-hmm. been really fun. And I feel like people have been enjoying that. The crochet like, is live. They don't have to, you know, ignore you while they come hang out with me anymore. They don't have to choose <laughs> between the two of us. They can they can win both of our affection. <laughs> <laughs> they choose me every time. I mean, they really do, though. Let's be honest. They really do. Maybe you need to get on TikTok Live more. <laughs> I do. I mean, that's why it's exciting that it's hot cocoa bomb season because I, I am going to be able to spend more time hanging out with everyone. So Yay! I think it's fun. It's, you know, our, our friends who are on TikTok get to scratch that itch a little bit of uh, not wanting to wait for the next podcast episode. It's kind of a similar vibe. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to the podcast and you're either not on TikTok or maybe you just listen to the podcast, but you're not following us on TikTok yet, um, make sure that you do that because we like to hang out on live and have a similar kind of vibe of this where we're just, you know, off the cuff talking, hanging out, living life, getting burgled by UPS. It all happens yeah. on TikTok live. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen in our world. You never know. <laughs> and I feel like JoJo happen. even said that today. She said that she, she like completely forgot she wasn't listening to the podcast because, because the energy and yes. the vibe and everything was so similar, which yes. is really so- fun. And someone commented on my live once you jumped off and I was doing one by myself that they thought we actually were recording an episode live. So, which that would be really impressive if I could be like fully in my other business, like knee deep in chocolate and also recording a podcast episode. Like that's next level of multitasking for me. Why aren't we this awesome? Let's make it happen. (sighs) Maybe one day we'll get there. So anyway, what you drink? Are you drinking anything? What are you drinking? Are you drinking um, anything? I've I already finished my coffee. I'm really offended that you even jumped into this question because it's always my question to ask. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Everybody, stop. Start over. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had coffee while we were figuring out all the merch fun stuff today. Um, I drank it all, so my coffee's yeah. gone. Now I have typical nothing. Megs drinking always. the coffee before we've hit record. Always. It always I happens. mentally try to save some. And right now I have like a third of a cup of coffee and it is cold, but I am drinking it out of my Pella mug because I miss Megs so Aww. much. And this makes me feel a little closer. Y'all, we need you to buy merch so I can go see Jess because we're, we be on that um, ramen noodles and in Sloppy Joe's store water. Sloppy Joe's. Okay. Sloppy Joe's. Ramen noodles and Sloppy Joe's salary. That's what I had for dinner tonight. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, what sloppy Joe's and tater salad. I made... What did I make? Oh my gosh. I'm blinking. Meatloaf. I made meatloaf. <gasps> you guys, I successfully made a meatloaf today. <laughs> Not me knowing what Meg's had for dinner and she doesn't. <laughs> That's almost creepy. <laughs> yeah. It would be creepy if not like you're living your whole life on live. <laughs> I really am. Why don't we have a reality TV show at this point? Everyone sees our, our life. I don't know. 
NBC, give us a, no, not NBC, NBC, MTV. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. MTV. I don't think I want to be on MTV. <laughs> no. TCL. Oh, goodness. Is it TCL or TLC? It's definitely TLC, the learning okay. channel. Oh, is that what it That's stands for? That's what it stands for. for. Yep. Okay. TCL is no, It's not, not tender loving care. <laughs> T- T- TCL is literally the label on my TV in front of me right now. (laughs) Ah, that's the connotation. Okay. Hello, everyone. This is Jessica, and I have a very important announcement. We are doing another giveaway, and we're celebrating creating a TikTok account for the Crochet Base. Yes, you knew. It was probably going to happen at some point, and it is happening now. So this giveaway, here's how it's going to work. This is going to be US only, 18 or older. And what you need to do to enter is follow the new Crochet Bays TikTok account. It's at the Crochet Bays. No underscores or anything fancy, just the Crochet Bays, just like it is in the name of our podcast. And give us a shout out on TikTok. Make sure that you tag us. And that is all you have to do to be entered into a giveaway for a very official Crochet Bays podcast merch coffee mug. So if you'd like to be the winner of the coffee mug, be sure to follow our new TikTok account and make a little post giving us a shout out, tag us, and you will be entered. Good luck. So I feel like this is a really fun episode because it's a little, um, it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But we got a few kind of Q&A type of things that we threw together, and it's going to be fun. Yeah. So today's episode is Amigurumi versus wearables. And obviously, we know that with crochet, there's there's many more things outside of just wearables and Amigurumi. But I think these two things really, like, hit the nail on the head for me and you in terms of, like, our main stuff we got in crochet. I mean, I know right. you do a lot of accessories, too, but... I think this was a good, good comparison, if you will. Yeah. Comparing Um, and contrasting two different kind of genres of crochet. Niches within the niche, if you will. Sure. Um, So let's start with Jess. Which of the two do you prefer? Amigurumi or wearables? So I definitely prefer wearables. Should I go into like why? Reasons why? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. So I, Amigurumi is having its moment right now, for sure, of like a lot of the like cutesy, kind of like kawaii style um, plushies and stuff. And I definitely, like my personal aesthetic and style, I don't really gravitate toward that kind of look in general. I'm much more into like the kind of neutral vibey, like, <laughs> um, like cardigans and like anything cozy like that. I just absolutely adore. <clears throat> and um, for me, I love anything that has like a more intricate stitch pattern, anything that has like texture to it, like the blanket I'm making right now. I just, I love when something like you do this stitch and it's kind of complicated and it's kind of weird, but then when you sit back and you look at it, you're like, whoa, that looks really cool. Like the, like the stitching itself. Whereas I feel like the Amis, it's like the finished product is like, oh my gosh, you know, maybe if it was just, even if it was just single crochet, I ended up with this like really awesome looking, you know, stuffed animal or whatever. Mm -hmm. Whereas for me, I think like the actual stitching itself is what I get really excited about. Um, and 
I also just feel like I'm better at making wearables than I am at amigurumi. Yeah, I would say that's fair. I what about you? So obviously this um this was not um accidental that I happened to be the amigurumi side. This was all (laughs) intentional. We planned this out. No, (laughs) we're so sneaky. Um, I prefer well, and not to mention, I I think every single live I mention how much I loathe making wearables. (laughs) As much as I love them, I just hate. I hate making them. Um, I really enjoy Amigurumi big time. I like the fact that you can take a very simple stitch, like single crochet, which is the primary stitch you use in Amigurumi. And, um, create so many different unique things with it. And, and it can be truly just like, like color changing and things can be really what, what changes the dynamic of something you're making or shape, you know, increasing Mm -hmm. and decreasing and that sort of thing. Um, or like sewing on different items to, to create other shapes. I don't know. It's just, it's really enjoyable for me. It's really fun to create little plushies and things that like kids can enjoy and even like some adults because obviously some adults really like plushies. Um, And I like, you know, I'm a lot more of those like neutral colors and stuff too, like you are. However, I sometimes I really like to switch it up. Mm -hmm. I like to be all over the place. As you guys know, I I dabble in a little bit of everything. So... (laughs) I'm not a huge wearables person. Wearables for me is basically my headband, which um, you could consider that an accessory or a wearable. You decide. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But in reality, like, I think Amigurumi out of anything I do, and definitely if we're choosing between only these two, Amigurumi is is the big one for me. Um, And I think it goes without saying, like, like, the one we prefer is probably the one that comes more natural to us. So, I mean, would you say that's true? Like, does wearables come yeah, more natural? I mean, to be fair, I don't know that I've given Amigurumi enough of a shot to really even answer that with 100% certainty. Um, I think it is more of a preference thing than like a skill thing necessarily for me. Like, I just don't. Mm-hmm gravitate toward like if I see a pattern of like a really gorgeous sweater or a cardigan or something I'm like ooh, I want to make that you know whereas if I see a pattern for an Ami even if it's a really cool thing I don't think like ooh, I want to make that you know so I haven't like the I would say probably the most like you know you said like your headband's kind of the most and you get into wearables I think the most Ami grooming so like I'm doing the Steve I'm doing mm-hmm. temp Steve Um, which is definitely like a very kind of intro to Ami type pattern. You trying to say my Steve Um, is basic? I mean, you've literally said that. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you've described it. He's the perfect beginner pattern. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would, but then I've done like a succulent with like a pot, Mm -hmm. uh, potted succulent where like you know, you crochet the plant and the pot and the soil and everything. Um, that's probably the most like, I guess, and, and the plants, like I've done crochet plants. Yeah. So they're not stuffed animals, but they are like, you know, you're kind of three dimensional 
amigurumi yeah. type stuff but like depending um, on the succulent you make it is more amigurumi style like obviously when you right. you made like the string of pearls i wouldn't have really considered that like an ami right um, but some of the like i'm gonna like the um cactus mm-hmm. that i did the succulents maybe even the lavender maybe not i don't know um they're kind of like borderline but mm-hmm. i don't know that they necessarily like come more natural or not but i just i don't i don't gravitate toward making amis as much so i haven't made as much so it's hard for me to say like which one and there is a lot of variety too with mm-hmm. wearables like there's really simple stuff there's really complex stuff so obviously like the simpler stuff comes more natural <laughs> to me um but yeah i'm kind of just talking myself in circles at this point <laughs> <laughs> that's okay um so in terms of like someone who is just starting out, like maybe they understand like basic chaining or, or a basic magic circle and like some of the basic stitches and things. What do you think you would recommend someone starts with? Like, do you think you'd recommend them trying to make wearables or blankets or things like that first or like jump right into doing like Omega Rumi? Um, well, I mean, if we're looking at like the full extent of all there is to offer with crochet, I don't know that I would recommend either Ami or wearable first, because I do think, like you said, you know, whether you're doing like a washcloth or a blanket or something, there are easier, like flat objects you can make. But if we're choosing either wearable or Ami, I mean, either category has simple patterns that you can choose from. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that like, and maybe this is just my personal preference, but I do think having made something that you can actually wear is like, there's a certain kind of excitement and pride that comes with that of being able to like, like, yeah, I made this cardigan or, Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think of like what a really simple wearable would be like a vest or a shawl. Let's say a shawl. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that's, you can do a shawl pretty simply, I feel like, and it's just exciting to get to actually wear something, you know, maybe you're just going to the store or you're going to the coffee shop or something. And just to know, like I made this and now I'm, I'm wearing it and it's like functional and serving a purpose. Um, that's exciting. But I mean, if you're making an Ami, like, let's say you're making it for your kid or your, niece or nephew or something like that's really cool too to be able to give something like that as a gift and see the joy of somebody like you know receiving that like that's really cool too Mm -hmm. so it I think a lot of these probably do come down to personal preference but I would say I would say whatever you're drawn to do that first but just pick something that is you know maybe aimed toward beginners totally so I'm totally going to preface this by saying, obviously, there is an exception to every rule. We have a friend who is one. um, Our friend Steph, like, she learned how to crochet making Amis, and she is ridiculously talented, and it's amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. And never really – I don't know if she's done much, like, blankets or hats or any wearables or accessories or anything like that. I honestly don't think she has. I'll have to confirm that with her, but I don't know for certain. Um. My opinion on the topic is to, I would encourage someone to start with wearables at least, or, you know, if if we're comparing between these two and obviously I'm aware that like making 
like a cardigan or a very like a sweater or something a little more intricate is is hard and it's not a beginner type of thing but I feel like making a basic hat making a basic scarf you know like Mm -hmm. even a scrunchie really are are very simple things that are great for beginners and don't require as much knowledge of crochet maybe as even making a more simple um sorry a more simple um ami because even like even in the more beginner friendly amis and simple amis you do have to understand like how the math functions in mm-hmm. in amigurumi versus like if i'm making a scarf i just have to make sure that all of my stitch counts are the same exact stitch count each row i do the scarf you know whereas like true yeah in an ami like for example in steve the snake you know like row x has to be 24 stitches and then row you know row the next row is 30 stitches and then like you have to understand how you create those stitches or like needing to go back down to 24 stitches from 30 stitches like how do I do that I just feel like it's a little more um complex than like just making a basic like scarf yeah the increases and decreases Mm -hmm. can really mess with you if 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 you don't understand them and like the the succulent that I did that was really my like truly my first uh experience with ami i i still like literally i still don't understand that pattern i don't know if i missed some if either there was a typo in the pattern or i'm a total idiot <laughs> because because like i was like at my wits end I was drawing out diagrams and making like tally marks like this does not like the math does not make sense we're breaking physics like what is we're breaking I brought, physics I brought Michael into it I was like how does she do this but then she has this many stitches left in every single I do I do it and I'm triple checking it and I have this many stitches left like it was the most frustrating thing ever so would you like me if you're not a math to look person, at the pattern to see if if something is messed up i really do okay. yeah i really do because it still haunts me at night frankly <laughs> honestly she probably i just need to understand there's, there's what went probably wrong. just a typo in the math like that's the most common error in in a pattern is that there's a typo in the math yeah but the confusing thing is it was a video tutorial so like i was watching her do it and Ooh. she was like counting the stitches so i don't know what happened like it was it was magic i think okay I one and only time i will watch a whole video tutorial straight through <laughs> is just to like solve the mystery to solve this mystery of the weird Ugh. succulent that math doesn't make sense of the weird succulent that breaks physics yeah it's <laughs> i'm just an idiot just you dumb i'm idiot. just a total idiot <laughs> Okay, so yeah, um, yes. So I can understand how Amis could be a difficult mm-hmm. place to start. It's totally doable if you're still learning the the how things work. Yeah, but not what I would recommend first. Um, yeah. we kind of already answered this, but it, it's more or less like which one do you think is kind of harder? I don't. Mm, I'm gonna let you answer it first. Honestly, I want to hear what you have to say. Okay. Um, I think, I think they are hard in different ways. Yeah. Yep. I'd agree. Um, I think that 
depending on the wearable you do, there's probably going to be more complex stitches, but also the fact that you're making something. I mean, when I, when I say wearables, I'm typically thinking more like sweaters, cardigans, Mm -hmm. stuff like that, and not necessarily like hats and things like that. So if you're making something that you're going to wear as a garment on your body, you obviously have to make it the right size. Right. And so, you know, thinking through sizing um, and whether it's something that's made to measure or different number of stitches based on the size that you want. And then you have to factor in like, okay, um, what is my tension and what size hook am I using and what size yarn am I using? There's a lot of factors that go into like making sure that your item turns out to be the size that you want it to be. So like that's something that is a bit of a learning curve to figure that mm-hmm. out. But then on the other hand, with Amigurumi, the stitching itself might be more simple, but that comes with a whole different set of things to learn, like the math, um, like how to stuff something properly. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's a piece where you have to sew on a lot of, you know, arms and legs and tails and ears and stuff. Um, so it's like, you know, each one has its challenges. Definitely. I would say for me personally, Amis are probably harder um, because of the math part. I am not a math person. Oh, no, neither am I. And somehow it works. (laughs) No, I honestly, (laughs) I think you hit the nail on the head there. Like, obviously making, you know, like my grumpy sunflower is a lot harder than making a beanie. But... Mm -hmm making a cardigan like is way more complex than making steve the snake like yeah and i would say wearables aren't as forgiving like obviously gauge matters a lot more and like to some degree gauge and things matters in amigurumi because if you really want an 18 inch you know ami you got to make sure you're using the right gauge in order to obtain that that um size but in reality i don't think a ton of us really focus so much on that like like the specifics Mm -hmm. of the size as much as you would think we do whereas like if i'm gonna go and make a sweater i have to make sure my tension's perfect my hook size is correct for my yarn um and everything is is like equaling out to the size it's supposed to be because if i'm making an extra small cardigan and it comes out in XL, that isn't going to work for, for the person that I'm making it for. Um, or I make, you know, I'm, I'm looking to make a teenage girls, a, you know, whatever. And it ends up like child size. Like it just, you have to be careful, a lot more careful. Um, I do think it's, yeah, it's more difficult in different ways. And, and really it just depends (laughs) on the person too. I just, as, as you were talking about making something for like an adult and it turning out child sized, um, that definitely happened to me last Christmas. That's amazing. Was it last Christmas? Um, I, (laughs) I wanted to make something for my niece and something for my nephew and my nephew is obsessed with Blippi. Mm, That's like his mm -hmm. whole personality (laughs) is Blippi. And so I thought it would be cute if I made him like kind of the Blippi, costume in crochet so I made him the bow tie and the hat so he has like I don't know how much you know if if your kids are into blippy at all or I'm aware of it but he has like the into it yeah so he has like a blue and orange Mm -hmm. beret 
So it's a beret hat and it has like the little triangle sections of, of blue and orange. And so, um, I found a pattern for the blue and orange beret and I started making it and I'm like, this is turning out ridiculously huge. (laughs) So, (laughs) so I was like, okay, I pulled it out and I started over again and I made one that was more the right size for him. And then since the one, I can't remember the order of operations, but basically I, I had the idea since the one turned out huge, I was like, well, maybe I'll make like a matching, like daddy and me set and i'll make one for bryce my brother-in-law and I made, so i made him this hat and like the the top part of the beret with the color sections was like big and floppy like mm-hmm. you kind of want a beret to be but then the part that actually like like the brim that actually wraps around the head was way <laughs> too small so I just remember it was like midnight the night it was Christmas Eve it was like right as it was becoming like December 25th and I'm trying to finish this project you know so it's ready to open in the morning and like Bryce already knew I was making the hat Mm -hmm. he like I wasn't worried about being a surprise for him and so I'm like okay I'm gonna make this and then like you have to try it on and just watching him try to stretch it to get it over his head. But then, like the actual top part was like so floppy, like a like a pizza or something. like a mushroom. Like, it was so dumb. It looked so dumb. That's amazing. Oh man, oh, that's funny. So sorry when you said that. It just brought no, that memory to mind, and I, I needed to share that story it. in my life. Thank you, thank you for that. Oh, I can die man. happy now. I wish I had a good picture of him wearing it, but I don't oh. think I do, and I don't know that it's even. They may have gotten rid of it, and I would not judge them if they did. <laughs> The only so, time it's acceptable anyway. to toss out a, a handmade gift. It was it was a bit of a fail. This so I think this is kind of fun because obviously there's like mm, okay so the question is common yarns used but obviously this is can mm-hmm. be a very broad range but I feel like there's still pretty common stuff. Um, yeah, within certain things. So right. So like for me, I tend to use, I tend to use a lot of like weight for acrylic yarn, even for wearables. And I know some people are like clutching their pearls right now because like acrylic for a wearable. How dare you? You sound um, like you're getting into some ASMR over there. The wearables. Um. Anyway, so I like, I just don't. <laughs> Megs is dying. Um, I just don't like it doesn't bother me. Acrylic yarn doesn't bother me. I'm not afraid of it. I think that it works great. Um, that I know that's not everybody's cup of tea, and that's fine. Um I if if I'm making something that's specifically made to be worn in this in the warmer months, then I will usually use cotton because it's just more breathable. Um but like for stuff where I'm making it, intending it to be like really warm mm-hmm. and cozy, then I usually will go for the acrylic because it is very warm. Um, and I I usually do use a lot of like weight for stuff unless like if I'm making something that is for the warmer months and I want it to be a little more lightweight and dainty, mm-hmm. you know, um, then I'll try and find like a weight three. I wouldn't probably go any lighter than that unless I was making something that was like really like a really specific pattern that called for something. I don't really think much of anything. I mean, unless you're doing like baby clothes, it it doesn't really go more. 
like past weight three, like you kind of stick to weight three and weight fours unless you specifically want like yeah. a chunky like cardigan mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. And, and my sister actually just uh, is finishing up making a sweater with like a, like a weight five chunky That's or awesome. yarn. Um, and it, and it's turning out really pretty. Um, I've never made anything. I don't think I've ever made like a wear, like, like an actual like cardigan or sweater or something past mm-hmm. weight four. Mostly because I'm cheap and I don't want to buy that much yarn. <laughs> okay. I'm just tell them the but truth, I got to you know? stop before I get into this question and just say, how awesome is it that M is like crocheting quite a bit now again? She's, She's like getting into it. Like obviously not like daily yeah. or whatever, but like. Kind of really? though. Yeah. She's always she's always texting me updates um and she's like now that the kids are doing homeschool stuff like once they get started on their lessons I can kind of like sit and crochet and then like help them when they need it. So she's been crocheting while they're doing See, like homeschool. I love that because she was not crocheting at all until you guys came out here and now she's like getting into it again. Like you said she's making that yeah that back chunky <clears throat> chunky like cardi and I'm like, "Oh, she's making something mm-hmm. else. That makes my day. That's awesome. We love Em. Em's great." Um mm-hmm. That's my sister, if we didn't specify, you guys. My yes. sister is Emily. <laughs> it's it so in terms of like the common yarns used in Amegarumi, it's such a broad range. Mm-hmm. Like like what's really mm-hmm. trendy and popular right now is blanket yarns, parfait chunky, sweet yeah. snuggles, the like chenille and blanket yarns. Like that's the most popular right now and trendy. But there's a whole world of like people who exclusively use cotton yarn to make things. Um, people use acrylic, like it's just all over the place. Weight threes are really yep. common. Weight fours are really common. Five, six, and sevens. You know, you have people who make micro crochet and mega crochet, and micros use like thread. <laughs> so, yeah, which is so it's really wild. interesting because it's such like, like I feel like it, like what you were kind of saying about wearables is pretty common around the bat. Like unless you're getting into knitting, which obviously is different from crochet, but they use a lot of like lace weight and, and stuff like that for knitting. But um, you kind of stick to those threes and fours, unless you're making baby clothes and wearables. Whereas like, depending on how big you want something, what you're making and you know, like how, how what look you want it to have. It's such a broad range when you're doing a Megarumi. Mm-hmm. And I do love that Ami is very scalable, Mm -hmm. you know, like you can't really take a sweater and expect to make it from like weight one up to seven. Like it's, there's only a certain range where that's really going to work. But with Ami Gurumi, like you really can take a pattern. I mean, like obviously there's somewhere it won't work, but a lot of patterns, I feel like I see people saying like oh i made this in blanket yarn now i'm gonna make it in totally or you know or even like naomi who's like i'm gonna make this mega huge dinosaur and then i'm also gonna make him in a micro yeah the, tiny the thread, triceratops you know? she's literally made it in micro in thread and it's like the size of a kidney bean i think that is around that size would you say that's accurate mm-hmm. and then and then she makes so. like a standard size one which is like fits in the palm of your hand it's a little bit smaller than the palm of your hand and then she gets this mega yarn and they're like the size of a like 30 pound dog. <laughs> like they're huge. <laughs> it's like a, th- kind of like yeah, a big throw really pillow is. size. It's like a giant squishmallow. <laughs> like, 
it's yes. just so cool. Yes. Like obviously the size. So it's cool mm-hmm. how they're scalable. It's just fun. Obviously the sizes get like drastically different, but like the pattern for the most part is really like workable with different yarns. Like some patterns aren't, but for the most part, they really do work well. Um, alternating yarns like that. What would you say is like the big difference between wearables and Ami? Obviously there's some pretty big differences, but like, <laughs> like if you could sum it up in like two things. Are we talking from the experience of making it or from the experience of like the finished product? Ooh, how about one of each? Okay. Um, I think in general, Ami's take less time depending on what wearable you're doing. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and I think that an Ami is something that you generally put in a place and you admire it. (laughs) You look at it, you play with it, whatever, depending on who it's going to. And a wearable is something that kind of comes with you more and it may be Mm -hmm. more visible. So like, if you're wanting to show off something that you made a wearable, you can kind of, you know, wear it out and about. Whereas an Ami is maybe going to be like a, I'm going to snap a picture and put it on Instagram and that's how I'm going to share it with people. That's kind Mm -hmm. of a random thing, but that's the first thing I thought. Yeah, no, I would agree. I would say like with a wearable, you're probably going to get a lot more variety in what you're making in terms of like your stitches might change. Mm -hmm. Um, and textures are going to be different even if you're like using a consistent thing like um like your blanket for example has tons of different stitches in it and different textures and it's gorgeous sure does um but it's quite a bit of variety whereas like you aren't necessarily doing repetition but you are at the same time with ami like you're pretty much always you're working in the round for the most part and you're pretty much always doing a single crochet. So it's like a lot of I feel like at points in in Omega Rumi there's a lot more mindless work than sometimes there is in a wearable mm-hmm. in terms of like like I'm gonna do like seven rows of just single crochets around. Like, yeah, you're gonna get some times where you're doing the same thing in, in rows, but for the most part, when you're doing like a wearable and stuff, you are changing things up quite a bit to make sure it's like fitting the portion of whatever you're making. Right. If that makes sense. Um yeah, I think that's really all I got for that one. You hit the nail on the head in that. Um What's some trends you've seen, like, within the wearables? I'm not going to make you do the Ami one because, obviously, you follow more wearables. But what do you think are some, like, trends you've really seen within it? Yeah. Um, it's hard It's hard to say for wearables because there is so much variety in things that you can make. Um, you know, it's funny. Like, I feel like I'm saying this and I'm biased because it was kind of my focus for the fall. But I really do feel like sunflowers are like having their moment. There's a lot of sunflower wearable stuff that I've seen. Okay. But like sunflowers in general are having their moment because sunflowers are a hot commodity within the Ami world right now too. Mm-hmm. Like, and I jumped on that trend 100% because sunflowers are my favorite flower. I love them so much. Like 100% have been making tons of sunflower themed Amis. Um, obviously like the blanket yarn and parfait chunky 
slash sweet snuggle chenille type of yarns is kind of like the trendy thing within um, the crochet world right now Mm -hmm. or like the Ami crochet world right now. But like Katie has just dropped her butterfly pattern that we've been waiting for for like ever. Mm -hmm. So that's like insane right now and really exciting and everybody's making drama the butterfly it's literally its name is literally drama the butterfly which is awesome um so that's kind of like the big trendy item at the moment um corn because of the corn Corn. kid song on tiktok a big lump of knobs it has a juice you're supposed to do the echo part i can't i can't sing that high it has a juice (laughs) (laughs) oh so good didn't we sing that in the last episode i think we said we we were going to and then we never did we never did okay but if we did i'm not gonna be mad that we did it twice so like crochet grove has this amazing corn pattern and we all just started making it and i jumped on that trend listen guys i am a bandwagon follower and i'm not (laughs) even ashamed of it so judge me all you want but i'm all about drama and corn okay drama and corn um, can I can I mention a trend in Ami that um, you know my hot take about it? Oh yeah. <laughs> so I feel like a big trend, and maybe we're toward the end of that trend now. Like maybe we're moving on to something else. No, we're Meg says it's still going. Strong. <laughs> Not at all. Um, the fruit Ami is like a strawberry cow or a pineapple <laughs> dolphin or like whatever the heck. Combination. Why? Why? Why is Why the one thing you dolphin? bring up is a pineapple dolphin of all things? Okay, like, sorry, a pineapple kill me beaver. And dolphins are evil. <laughs> a pineapple beaver <laughs> was the first animal I thought of. Anyway, um... <laughs> oh no! You know um, I'm gonna crochet it now. A pineapple beaver. I mean, it makes sense because I feel like his little tail with like the, the pineapple. pineapple um, like design it kind of they kind of go together oh my gosh this is the most insane and funniest um, thing ever yeah oh you know what i was gonna mention this to you this has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about but i'm gonna tell you because i'm gonna forget if i don't tell you now perfect um i saw an animal the other day and i was like i don't know if anybody has made a pattern or if they have it's not well known and i feel like you should make a pattern of this animal 100 percent. what is it a capybara what the heck is a capybara google it it's basically oh. a giant uh um um oh what's the word guinea pig all right i'm looking at this now <laughs> it's How do you basically spell this thing? capybara um c-a-p-y-b-a-r-a i think b-a-r-a yeah exactly. they're so cute they're literally like gigantic guinea pigs they don't look that big in pictures but oh. they're massive oh they're cute aren't they and oh my gosh kind- someone it's has it next to a dog it is very big yeah they're huge I feel like this is so interesting. I'm literally wanna... Googling while we're on this this episode and I'm not. It, it's like perfect. <laughs> I just, you know, if you make the pattern, I feel like I should maybe get a small percentage of royalties for giving you the idea. That's yeah. all I'm saying. For my, all the money I make on Etsy, right? <laughs> oh, You're like, I sold a hundred patterns. Here's your 20 cents. <laughs> <laughs> That's about what I make. Um, actually... There is quite a few capybara patterns. There's even knit capybara patterns. I thought maybe I would get the jump on it. Start a capybara trend. You tried so hard and I'm proud of you. I tried so hard and fell so far. And in the end, 
it doesn't, doesn't even, even matter. matter. <laughs> I can't. There have been a lot voice. of song references in this episode. There is. I, I appreciate that so much. Can you tell though? I'm starting to lose my voice. I can't really. Oh, I mean, it feels strained. Like you know when you can just tell that you've overworked your voice. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. We've been talking all day. On we literally. We. I don't even know how long we were on. I mean, I was on literally from the moment I got on with you until right before I ended it to jump on this. <laughs> You're right. You could have been on actually longer than I. We were on for a while. Okay. Yeah. We spiraled way off topic. That yep, thing was we adorable. sure did. Love a capybara. Um, anyway, I think we covered it. The the trends within totally. and Totally. Oh, yeah. So my, my whole thing is the, the fruit thing. Uh, the fruit plus animal you guys please don't come for me please don't cancel me i just um i don't hate it and i'm not mad at anybody who does it you do you boo i just don't get it like people really lose their minds over a she's she's straight up hating on it as i like a watermelon whatever and i just like i my watermelon i'm like that i made yeah sure Uh i just like like yeah it's cute but like i just don't get why you can't just call it a pink and green turtle (laughs) but like okay it's not even just a pink and green turtle like maybe mine is just a pink and green turtle because it was really simple but But people like add the little seeds and i was just like you know what i don't i don't get it i just don't get it go back to your little day bed and crochet your wearables okay i would love to do that thank you get out of here i'll make a a watermelon sweater (laughs) there probably is one a pineapple cardigan actually that would be really cute that would be adorable apples on it you should just start making fruit themed clothes and look at how it blows up you'll be you'll go viral i i guarantee it well there is you're um... gonna like the way you look i guarantee it (laughs) there (laughs) wait please tell me you've heard crochet, that before crochet yourself a sweater you're gonna like the way you look i guarantee it no i have heard it that's why it's okay funny. you know that reference okay great yes I'm so yes glad. i do i wish you knew the shane company song because everybody from minnesota knows the the radio ad for shane company <laughs> oh my goodness um <laughs> I what can, i was gonna I say is there is there is somebody on TikTok. I don't remember her name. It's but I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to put it in the show notes that she started making bags and they're like she made a succulent bag at first and then she started making fruit ones. So it is like kind of the fruit trend. So it yeah. looks like she's carrying like a little basket of fruit, but like the lid to the bag is like the fruit. So it's got like 3D like little crocheted lemons oh, or whatever. That's and then it like pulls up and then it's a bag underneath it where you can like it's like a purse it's the coolest thing ever yeah yeah i'll link her username because i don't remember it offhand but her stuff is really cool i want to see it also i feel like maybe that fruit trend is a little bit in like bucket hats like people make the sunflower bucket hats i'm sure people have made fruit ones like i don't really know yep my sister asked me for a strawberry bucket hat so i feel like they're probably a little bit in wearables did she um, also ask you for a raspberry beret? I'm sorry, I had to. <laughs> I don't. A I, raspberry beret song. Oh, okay. It's a, Prince, it's a Prince song. That oh Can oh I just I just lost my store. I literally just lost my uh, true Minnesotan card because I should know Prince is, songs. Is Prince from Minnesota? What? How do you not know that? 
I, why would I know that? He's literally from Minnetonka, Minnesota. He straight up like got his fame at First Avenue nightclub in Minnesota, in Minneapolis. I've been to that club. I was like seven or eight months pregnant with Leland and almost passed out. Now that sounds really weird. <laughs> cool Let story, me bro. <laughs> I was not clubbing pregnant with a child. I went <laughs> to see. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it's it's less of a club and more of a music venue. I should say that. And those things right. are different. Um, Davey's favorite band was playing there. And First Ave isn't like gigantic. I mean, it's not like your big like stadium. So you're right. not talking about thousands of people. It's a more intimate venue. Yeah, for sure. But it's a very popular venue. So off topic again, but whatever. We're on the topic of Prince. And, and I have to finish this now. Um, I like, we're seeing mute math, his favorite band. And I was like, I'll be fine. I could go. We kind of like stood off to the side. We didn't try to get really close. We didn't go in the middle of the crowd. So I was like really hovered. We stayed off to the side because it gave me space. So I wasn't like overwhelmed or anything. Well, midway through it, I started to like get really lightheaded and almost pass out. So like one of the like bouncers comes up, pulls up a chair and hands me one of the like band members water bottles. <laughs> nice. And I sat there like super pregnant and watched the rest of the show. That's awesome. So that's, that's my fun story about that. Side but note yes. is mute math still his favorite band. Cause I used to be like, I, I was a big fan of mute math as well. Um, I think since the drummer left and then there was some controversy over Twitter, it's not as much anymore, but he still really loves like old mute math. Yeah. Like before the band had really broken up. They're not like yeah. broken up, but like I like, haven't listened to them in a long time, but I feel like I you should mention that to Davey so that I score a few extra points that I, don't I think know you, you even need to score more points, but I absolutely <laughs> will mention it to him. <laughs> oh, Our podcast is now also about music. So Yes. There okay. You go. Should we get back on topic now? Probably. I feel like we could probably skip the last question because I think that we've, or not the last question, the next question, because I feel like we kind of covered difference in like mm-hmm. the differences in those kind of things. Or do you want to, or do you want to still do it? Wait, which question are you considering? Of common hook sizes used? Because I feel like it's kind of the same answer as the other ones like it just depends oh on yeah what you're doing you know um yeah let's just do best advice and your favorite one you've done yeah okay jess if you were to give someone advice on making a wearable what is the best advice you could give someone do a gauge swatch <laughs> do not no! forsake do not forsake the gauge swatch if you're making something, like if you're making a big giant oversized something, no, I would still say, even if you want it to be oversized, just take the extra like half hour, whatever it takes to for you to make a gauge. So for anybody who maybe is like, they're going to jump into wearables and they don't even really know what a gauge swatch is. It's basically like at the beginning of the pattern, they will give you a sample like, hey, do this many rows of this stitch and it should measure out to be you know, so many inches, whatever the dimensions is. And so let's say um, they recommend, you know, a weight four yarn and a five millimeter hook. So let's say you do your gauge swatch of, you know, you use your five millimeter hook and your weight four yarn. 
Um, but you get to the end of the gauge swatch and you measure it and it's supposed to be 15 inches, but yours is measuring 19 inches or something crazy like that. Then at that point, before you make the entire garment, you've only made a sample of it and you can make adjustments before you make the whole thing so that it turns out to be the size that you're wanting it to be. Um, so maybe like your tension is, is a lot more loose than the person who wrote the pattern. Mm -hmm. And so even though for the pattern designer, a five millimeter hook gave them the size they wanted, maybe you need to use a four and a half or something else. Um, so you can kind of make adjustments based on your particular style of crocheting, or maybe your yarn is a little bit different, you know, whatever the case is, you can figure out at the beginning what adjustments you need to make before you make the entire thing and realize it's way too big or it's way too small or whatever. Um, so that would be my biggest advice. If you're making something that you want to be a specific size, do the gauge swatch um, and save yourself the headache of putting hours and hours into a piece only to realize, oh, this is actually turning out way too big or way too small or whatever. Good advice. Even if gauge swatching is blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, best advice I could give in Amegurumi would be use your dang stitch markers. I don't care how great you are at math or how great you are at counting. Use your stitch marker. Mm -hmm. If you don't know where your rows begin and end, you're going to screw everything up. I don't care if you use a bobby pin, an actual traditional stitch marker, a piece of yarn, get yourself a stitch marker and use it. And you will save yourself a million and one headaches. I don't need any more explanation from that. Yeah, no, that's, 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 that's it. That's pretty solid. much it. Yep. Out of all of the wearables you've done, Jess, what one is your absolute favorite that you've made? Hmm. I think the hexagon cardigan. Really? That I made. It's so like, cute. As far as a wearable for myself, mm -hmm. I think, I mean, we talked in, what was it? Episode two, our best crochet project ever. Um, I, I said Michael's sweater that I made mm -hmm. for him. Um, I still really, really love that sweater, but I also really do love the hexagon cardigan it's so cute. for myself. It just like, it fits exactly the way I want it to. It hangs exactly the way I wanted it to. The colors, the pattern, like it really is. Once it starts to actually cool off, I have a feeling I'm going to have that thing on me like all the time. It's just so comfy. I'm really excited. And I just, it's adorable. It's, yeah. It's everything I love about a cardigan rolled into one. This is such a hard question for me because I feel like after I make something, I You've love it. You've done so much. Yeah. Like literally just for this craft fair, I have over 70 plushies. Yeah. Like, that's wild. It's nuts. Um, oh, it's it's such a hard question. I So I feel like I kind of have two answers for this. My most meaningful one that I was like very honored to be able to make was the weighted mm. baby for the mom who had a stillborn. And I tried to size it to her baby statistics. Um, so that was definitely like the most meaningful one I did. So one of my favorites for sure. Um, but it also was like the most stressful one because I like had to get it right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And believe it or not, sometimes you have to do gauge swatches in AMI. And that was one of those situations where you needed a gauge, gauge swatch, which was rough. Mm -hmm. But we figured it out. Oh, what is my favorite? Like my absolute favorite. I think Crab Cake Carl, to be honest. Aw. Like, yeah. It was, it's just like one of those like very punny things and it's hilarious to me and I love yes. him. And Crab Cake Carl is probably one of my favorites, to be honest. 
and for those who maybe haven't seen it, Crab Cake Carl is like, what does he look like? What? Oh, is the I'm pun? sorry. I thought you were gonna like announce what he was. <laughs> nope. Sorry, I was. I was like, okay, that was a lead in for you. It. Wow, I bombed that one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know. Dun dun dun. No. Okay, so. I took Jen's Crafty Creations, um, Carl the Hermit Crab pattern, and I adapted it. So I made a crocheted, like, two-tiered cake and then took her crab pattern and I put the cake on top of the crab as if it's a shell. And then we called it a crab cake. And then I put, like, little birthday candles on the top. And it is just everything and life. (laughs) So go on my Instagram, which is linked in the show notes. Go check it out. Tell me how much Check you love it. Cake, Carl. I'm fishing for compliments. Tell me you love me and everything I make. I need it. <laughs> I am like Tinkerbell. I need applause to survive. <laughs> Clap your hands if you believe. Oh, goodness. You guys, it's shut up and take my money time. Yes. And this one is going to be really your thing. Because it actually has to do with Amigurumi. It, Wait a minute. <gasps> oh, yep. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. We both had a realization at the same moment. Okay, pause. We're not doing shut up and take my money right now. Because I, we're, we're going to play a little game with Jess. Hang on. I got to find it. It's mostly just a question that I'm going to try to answer. It literally is. <laughs> um. What a fun game. <laughs> <laughs> Just filling in that empty space while I Google because I <laughs> screenshot. Should I should I say what the question's gonna be while you're looking it up? No, I got it. Okay. Okay. So we decided that we were going to look up the definition of amigurumi and right. Jess was going to try to guess what amigurumi yeah. means. Because this is a it's a Japanese word, correct? It is. It is a Japanese okay. word. You are, and so we were looking correct. up what's the actual translation of that word because we say amigurumi, but how many of us know what the actual translation is? So I thought it was like small animal. That was my guess, and I feel like that's not what it is. But like I think I've seen it before, but I I don't remember what it is. So Megs, <laughs> inform the people, everybody. Everybody right now, before she says the answer, think of what you think it is. Like, if you don't know, make a guess. And then if you guess it correctly, you need to email us and let us know. Or yes. find us on TikTok. And, and don't don't Google it and then tell yeah, us you, don't you figured it out. Don't be a you cheater. Cheaters. You're There's no prize involved, so you have no motive other than, like, maybe trying to impress us. Other but... than I'll judge your baby names. <laughs> <laughs> we are not getting into that right now. Okay, what is the translation? What's the correct translation? Okay, so... Amigurumi is the Japanese art of knitting or crocheting small stuffed yarn creatures. The word is a compound of the Japanese words ami, meaning crocheted or knitted, and kurumi, literally meaning wrapping, as in um, this word I don't know how to pronounce, but I think it's nigurumi, but I also don't know like proper pronunciations of ja- Japanese. We need Davy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that word means stuffed doll. So amigurumi vary in size. Okay, that's just an explanation of what amigurumi means. But it basically means like crocheted or knitted wrapping of stuffed dolls. Interesting. So it's like almost word for word like 
just basically taking what exactly we're doing and that's the word for it. Yeah. I like it. Simple. To the point. Cool. That was just a fun little thing we want to do because we've been talking about Amigurumi mm-hmm. and I was like, we should probably figure out like what what is the translation because obviously it's not English. <laughs> it wasn't super graceful, but you know, we made it happen. We did make it happen. <laughs> okay. So now you can shut up and take your money. <laughs> Wow, Jess, how do you really feel? <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. But this is this is um, one of Meg's faby uh, mm-hmm. faby items. So we're gonna let her talk about it. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, so today's shut up and take my money is safety eye jigs, and you're probably wondering, mm, Meg, what in the hick heck hey is a safety eye jig? <laughs> Nobody was wondering that. Everybody. But, um, that is exactly what came into your head. Continue. <laughs> A safety eye jig is a little mechanism that could be made of um, resin or plastic or wood or whatever that has little holes in it um, that are different sizes of the backs of safety eyes. And you put the back into the little hole and then you line up your safety eye and your project and you press it down. And it basically gives you um, more leverage to fit your safety eyes on tighter. And if you are someone who crochets amigurumi, you know when you get into those bigger safety eyes, especially like if we're working with 25s and up, 25 millimeters and up, um, they can be really hard to get on and really difficult. Um, Or if you're somebody who has like arthritis or carpal tunnel syndrome or just, you know, like maybe has weaker like joints or fingers and stuff like I do. um, You may just in general struggle to put those things on and safety eye jigs like really make a huge difference they make it all way more simpler I have one um, and I would highly recommend getting one from Rustic Pixels she is on Etsy she's on TikTok she has cute little keychain versions of them and like big like standard size ones Um, she makes them out of wood she makes them out of resin as well so you can get like fancy glittery ones or you can just get this like standard wood one which I have a standard wood one and I really love it like I'm really excited to get um, a keychain one because I think that's gonna be great for traveling. Yeah. Um, and they're really inexpensive. I think the keychain ones are like five bucks. The standard big size ones are like ten. So like it's super affordable. And if yeah. you're like a big safety eye user, it's it's a must have for sure. Yeah. Can I ask a dumb question? Absolutely. Uh, it's not you a can. dumb question. It's a question that I was asking when I first started crocheting and getting into the whole world of uh amigurumi and everything um what are safety eyes because for a long time i didn't really understand what they were or what that meant Ooh, um that's such a good question and and i think it's a fair question too so when you look at like a stuffed animal you'll see like some of them have like those black plasticky kind of eyes that are like more 3d versus like a crocheted eye or even like a felt eye that we glue on Um, And they have, so when you look at one from the perspective of it not being attached to a finished project, it's like the eye and then there's basically a little stem on it. Um, So think of like Mm -hmm. an umbrella. It's kind of like an umbrella shape, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, You feed it through the stitches. So like, even if you have really tight stitches, you know, there's like, there's gaps, there's little holes in between each stitch. Um, You feed it through those. And then there's these little backs that essentially like grip on to like little ridges in in the stem of the safety eye and it 
permanently puts it in place. Now it's not permanent as in like I welded this shut and you can, I can hold thousands of pounds. Um, definitely like you should not be using safety eyes with infants and small toddlers. Like they're like the recommendation is children three and up. Um, but they are more secure. Like you're not going to just like pull on it and it's going to come apart unless you have like improper pieces or really like, like Amazon is great for getting safety eyes, but also be really careful and read your reviews because some of the backs are really cheap and they can very easily pop off if you're not careful. Um, You can tell pretty quickly if it's a decent quality set of safety eyes or not. Um, They're not like, I don't like the fact that they're called safety eyes. I get why, but like they're truly not safe for a small child. Um, So just be careful there. But they are really fun. They look really cool. I mean, if you go and look at some of my projects on my Instagram or my TikTok, you'll see me use them all the time. I use them pretty Mm -hmm. frequently. And some of them get really, like, intricate. Some people hand paint them and make them look really realistic. Other people put, like, backings on them. um, And they look like they can make, like, holographic eyes or glitter eyes. Like, they're really cool. And they're fun. And they can really, like add a lot of personality to a project yeah for sure and so the safety eye jig is essentially a way to make the process of like kind of snapping the back and the centerpiece together mm-hmm. a little easier without having to put so much pressure on like your fingers yeah yeah it just makes you have to work a little less harder it gives you like better leverage yep, essentially exactly. yeah just to kind of give people a visual like if they haven't done too many too much amis like uh the like when you first mentioned a safety eye jig i didn't even i don't think at that point i even knew what a safety eye was so i was like i don't understand what a safety eye jig is (laughs) (laughs) so for anybody else who may be in the same boat hopefully that gives you a little bit better idea of what they actually are this episode of the podcast brought to you by the association of non-crochet significant others we know that crochet isn't just what you do it's a part of who you are And we love that about you. Just a friendly, gentle reminder to, you know, not forget about us. We see you engrossed in that current project, and we love you for it. Just remember that if you look up from that project, you'll see us waiting for you to join us in this reality. You know, at some point. Anyway, back to your episode. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening to episode seven of the Crochet Bays podcast. We're just, you know, we're just having so much fun doing this podcast. We really are. And can you believe we're only three episodes away from 10 episodes? 10 Like, episodes. isn't that wild? We keep saying we're going to do something like to celebrate, like bake a cake or something stupid. But I think we really should for episode 10. We should like, do something amazing. That's a big deal. We're hitting double digits, baby. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, keep listening, keep sharing the podcast, keep, uh, uh-huh. if you haven't given the podcast a rating yet, that helps us get out into the world, into more crocheters' uh, ears. <laughs> and all of those things are super helpful. We appreciate all of those things. And we are looking forward to seeing you, or I guess, well, we don't see you and we don't hear you either. You just hear us. We're looking forward to being heard by you <laughs> in episode eight of the podcast. Email us, then we can but, hear from you. 
Yes, exactly. If you have questions or comments or thoughts, you can always send us an email at the crochetbase at gmail.com, which is linked in the show notes. But until next time, crochet, drink coffee, and be kind. Okay, bye. Crochet Base. We're gonna crochet while we talk about crochet, while we talk about crochet. You can crochet too. Yeah.